Hello and welcome to the Camping Crew Podcast with Chris and Aaron. Hi everybody and welcome to episode 63 of the Camping Crew Podcast. I'm Aaron Birchall. And I'm Chris Byrne. This is meant to be a fun podcast. We're just enthusiasts and what we discuss on the podcast are just our own personal views. If it's your first time joining us, you're very, very welcome. Let's start off with some very good news, Chris. Yeah, so there's only really kind of two news stories this week, and I think most of the podcast will probably be taken up with both of those. The first one is about the um, camping getting back to um, some sort of normality, and the second news story is about, um, I suppose, it's kind of re- related, is the, the delayed opening of Decathlon is, is happening this weekend, this Saturday as well. I'm sure a lot of people are waiting for that. We'll have more about that later on in the podcast. So let's get straight on into the um, the the campsites reopening so it kind of stemmed off recently from um our, our Taoiseach's Leo Radker's announcement that uh, they're going to have an earlier easing of the reopening times and just mm-hmm. what he said there um, uh, I got this from <clears throat> sorry from Camping Ireland as just announced caravan and camping parks will be allowed to reopen for the 29th of June it was originally supposed to be the 20th of July, you remember. So they say parks have yet to receive operating guidelines. Um, please be patient. As many parks will not be taking bookings until they know what measures they have to put in place. Um, the parks will be updating their own Facebook pages and will share on their page or on the, the Facebook.com Camping Ireland page. So they won't give any information until the availability of those of those guidelines uh, are published and lo and behold a few days after that what happened Aaron? <laughs> they were published by uh, Falter Ireland and the HSE got together and they sent out the guidelines well they made them public but they sent them out to every campsite and do you know it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be because I said in a previous podcast I think people in tents are going to lose out when these new guidelines come in because I, I thought kitchens and toilet facilities would be closed off to totally which doesn't affect us in in most motorhomes as we have those facilities but some of the guidelines and i'm going to just go through briefly the toilets the campus kitchen and the laundry room because it was a very did you get a chance to read the whole thing chris yeah i read through it and to be honest with you as you alluded to there just wasn't anything surprising in there in terms of what guidelines are in place as you said um the, the positive news is that they can open the campers' kitchen, they can open the, the toilets and shower blocks. Obviously, we're going to find out now once you read through what those limitations are. But look, that really opens up the camping for everybody, which is great. Yeah, let's start off with the toilets and shower blocks where practical provide one-way entry and exit routes to the shower block to ensure physical distancing and consider the following. Encouraging the use of alternative sinks. If there are a sufficient number of showers, close off alternative shower cubicles, making every second one available. Create schedules for smaller blocks and manage these during busy periods. And where a self-contained camper unit is on site, advise the owners to use their own sanitary facilities, which basically, Chris, is pretty much self-explanatory in itself. And that's what we did think was going to happen. The campers' kitchens where I thought tent people were going to miss out because they'd be told to close them. But here's what they have recommended on the guidelines from the HSE in Falter, Ireland. Move furniture, table and chairs to ensure physical distancing measures are allowed. Limit the number of guests in the kitchen. Where possible, an employee must be assigned to manage the access uh, of the guests within the camper's kitchen. And install clear markings to ensure contact between guests is minimised and that the queues are, again, 
physical distancing requirements, display signage referring to the COVID-19 physical distance measures in various locations throughout the kitchen. And indeed, they go on to say throughout the campsite. And finally, a laundry room. I think I've never used one, but some people do, especially if you've got young children and dirty the clothes. Limit the number of guests using laundry facilities and ensure that they don't congregate in groups. Install clear markings to minimise contact between guests and ensure that queues follow physical distancing requirements, install signage and visible locations that refer to the COVID-19 physical distance measures and create schedules for smaller laundry rooms and manage these during busy periods. Chris, it's basically for us to use common sense and bring the physical distancing, the hand washing, the hygiene on holidays with us. There was nothing really new there. Now, on that, I did wonder, is this going to affect campsite owners or how is it going to affect us so i went today i got hold of dan from tree grove caravan and camping park in kilkenny and we had an interview and today i started off by saying it must be good news that you can now open a few weeks earlier and here's what he had to say oh sure it's absolutely fantastic and it's great for the people that are out there because you can get just get the feeling of this pent up we need to get out oh, and get going. Oh, there's going to be traffic jams of motorhomes and caravans. Well, so, it's good that it's starting on a Monday. I suppose yes, because yeah. people who are back at work or working from home still can't get away, yeah. so you'll have a trickle, but yeah, if it was a Friday, yeah. you're going to have a queue down into the city. Zero to hero and one, <laughs> yeah. one foul swoop. So let's talk about the HSE and Fault Ireland have released, as I said, these guidelines for the hospitality industry. We're interested in the caravan and camping. So what do you have to do or do you have to do anything about the COVID-19 guidelines of sanitation and distancing? And do you, I mean, do you have to close? Can, I'll start off by asking, can you take tents? Because my big fear was you're going to have to close all your facilities, i.e. toilets, campus kitchen and your TV room. Yeah. So people in tents can't come because they've nowhere to cook or go to the bathroom where we're OK in the motorhome because we have our facilities. So one, can you take tents? Yes. OK, so then what facilities are you putting in under the guidelines for sanitation? It will be, I suppose, under a reduced uh, capacity. Uh, every second sink in our toilets will be out of commission to keep people to the two metres. I mean, you have a lot of sinks, haven't you? Yeah. I mean, you've, you've eight, haven't you, yeah. or something like that? Yeah, so we, that's, we, we there's still ample sinks. Yeah, we, we talked, my son and myself do all the cleaning, so I think in that respect I would have a problem if I had somebody working to send them into that position but we're, we're happy to do it because we're, we, we feel that we can do it in a safe environment for ourselves and the customers okay. and we've got all of the, 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 the sprays that we're supposed to got from mining and mining and things like that so I mean you know we'll jump into it and see how it goes really and it's something that you can adapt obviously after the first weekend we we'll say or by the end of the first week yeah. if you start getting customers have you had inquiries Lots of inquiries, lots of bookings, but not so many tents. Right, okay. But you are going to take tents. We are. So you were mentioning earlier on you're going to build a sanitised station out here where we're out, out at the toilet block. You're going to do one up the ladies' ends and one up the gents' ends where people can sanitise before and after entering the toilet block. Yes. And you showed me in the ladies especially, there's no need anymore to open or close the main door because you've built a partition wall. So yep. it's the same with the gents. Well, the yep. gents was always like that anyway. Yep. Well, the idea is to keep as much air going through and also after people have gone to the bathroom and done their business, 
uh, that they can wash their hands and then be able to leave the premises or leave the toilets without touching anything again. Right. So when if they want to hand sanitize afterwards, but there really won't be much point because they'll, they'll have washed, have washed their, their hands and touched nothing yes. after washing their yeah. hands. You use hand dryers, not hand towels or paper towels. Yes. Right. Hand One dryers, the, the ball, the, court, the, the, the word is out whether they're good or bad. Uh, has been. Yeah. It's been like that all the time, yeah. hasn't it, really? Yeah. What about showers? I, I was thinking that maybe campsites will have to put Dettol wipes or something in the shower. So when I have my shower, I dry myself, I get dressed, and then I wipe down the on off switch. Now, yours is just a push button. Yeah. It's not as if I'm regulating the water. Yeah, but well what, what happens there? That, that, that's going to be a very interesting uh, scenario. Uh, we fancy that we're upping our cleaning and we have a spray that's specifically for the shower. Okay. Uh, and we are going, hopefully, up from four cleanings a day to six. Okay. And uh, we, we thought of different plans of maybe putting a chain across the, 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 the shower door or something that would break a seal that if it was used once, then people wouldn't use it until it was cleaned and sealed again. But that means that you basically have to be sitting here in yeah, a chair yeah, from 8am uh, yeah. to, to, to yeah, Amazon all day. And then, but you know what people are like, uh, will, they, will they use those hand towels if they're there? Yeah, there's no, they may just get dressed and leave. Leave town as quick as they yeah, can, hand yeah. sanitise and away off home. I know as a motorhomer, we, we have used our shower on occasions, but I do like to have a shower on site. But now with COVID-19, I have no problem not using the facilities. We don't obviously need to yep. use your campus kitchen. We don't need to use your TV room. And what I like about your campus kitchen, we have all these picnic tables that are outside. So there's, there's social distancing there anyway. Maybe we'll all go naturist. No doors we needed at all. <laughs> they do that in France in <laughs> some no, places. Thank you. <laughs> right, so let's talk about the entrance. So, so first of all, will I have to book or can we... Uh, what I love, one of the things I love about this campsite is you can come in off the street. Yeah. It's not the smallest campsite in the world. Yeah, uh, it, it, well, it's a... Uh, it's not a huge campsite, but it's a big touring site and it's yeah. a busy little site. And uh, we are certainly going to try and keep the ethos of being able to tour and see how that goes and let it develop. But we are getting an awful lot of bookings. And once we reach the point of no return, then I'm afraid if they pull in mean, off the street, you're full, yeah. you're full. Yeah. But you, you would know from the booking saying, but look, that chap is leaving tomorrow. So if you're around. Yeah. Right. OK. So. On entry, you have the office where we used to go in, sign in, pay our money. That's all changed. Yes. Uh, the, nobody will enter the office anymore. We'll have the doors open, but you won't be able to come in. And the side window will have the screen basically like your supermarket. And all of the business will be done through that. And you're going... What do they call that touchless? The, the yeah, the we'll have a card. Actually, the, card the girl machine. is coming from the bank today to talk to me about the card. So okay. we'll see how that works out as well. But I, again like the supermarket we, we will be able to take cash yes yeah yeah but they're, they're just it's to slow down slow down the process slow down what you're doing think about what you're doing like it's keeping your hands we all keep our hands away from our faces yes. much more than we used to uh, it's become natural I, 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 it's unfortunate but this is where we find ourselves as, as a campsite owner I don't think and you can correct me if I'm wrong that you can implement the restrictions as in the two meter rule the children will be children and i have said this in a podcast that if there, there's 10 children in our camping crew gang that that camp together and we haven't seen each other since october of last year and it's going to be very hard to tell 
our teenagers and children not to hug the gang from Dublin and the gang from Tremor. Now that's something that you can't implement. No. That's obviously up to the parents. And then campers alike that are coming with no children, you see somebody out of habit. Again, you can't implement anything. Can you, as you're walking by, shout up, ah lads, two metres. I think the only the only real, uh, I suppose, law we are going to set that will be different than before is that children under 12 will not be allowed in the bathrooms on their own without their parents. Okay, uh, for, for the cleansing, yes, so they wash make sure that they wash and that they don't hang around. And uh, kids will be kids, and it's terrible not to allow them yes, to be kids. Yes. But then again, people that know my site we don't have a playground so we don't get a lot of kids yeah, but in saying that you still get a lot of kids we do yeah, um, yeah because it's know, the parents I that want to go out and do stuff with yes their kids. yes so it, it's more the touring active people who want to go cycling into town or walking into yeah. town but they're not necessarily here as you say and for the uh, playground or activities and the funny thing about it having talking to two people that were booking in with children they didn't know whether they felt comfortable going to the sites with the playgrounds with the season starting on June 29th, you're not an all-year-round season, per se. Do you think you're going to have to extend your season to, uh, to try and make a few bob? Well, over the years, we've opened up till the 15th of November. Right. I don't think really after that point anybody comes yeah. anyway. You but get the odd stragglers, as I say, yeah. that are regulars, that, yeah. are, that probably have an event in the city, and you don't mind. Yeah, we never it, see anybody short. Yes, yes. Uh. But so you reckon you're, you're, you might get an extra week out of it, maybe. Of course, then it's all weather dependent as well. Yeah, it? but I mean, you know, I mean, if you don't have one, you can't have two. Yes. So if you don't true. have two, you can't have three. Okay. So, but a, a after a certain point, it becomes, if you're lighting up the site, it becomes yes. unviable. Un un yes. It yes. just doesn't make sense. Yeah. So the 29th, you're going to be ready to roll. Hopefully you've already done the bit of building in the ladies' toilets. You're installing the sanitising stations. And as you say, you may have to amend it as you go, edit yeah. it as you go. Yeah. But can people come in off the street or can I ring? do I have to ring to book my motorhome pitch? I think it's better always it to ring, even if even on the day to ring. Just but, to see. Uh, just to see what the way the situation is. But... You know, I mean, if we're going to be at a reduced capacity, uh, then that's what we're going to be at, and we're going to have to take less, so it's better to book. J just no harm. Yeah. Dan, thank you for your time, and uh, we will see you over what's left of the summer season sometime. Yeah, well, thanks, Aaron. That's uh, no problem. And to everybody out there, keep on trucking. So basically, like I said, Chris, it's, it's common sense by all. I do think, and, and he did agree with me there, that trying to keep children who haven't seen each other since last year apart is going to be a problem, but that's for the adults to do. So looking forward to heading back out there on June 29th. Yeah, and as Dan said, like uh, common sense uh, mm -hmm. will ensure that we'll have safe camping for the rest of the year uh, and into the future. You know, I think if it's found that people are kind of flouting the law and the, the rules, should I say, uh, and not keeping that distance between themselves and, and other families. Obviously, family groups that are traveling together c can be communal together, but it's yeah. it's it's the, the other campers. You've got to respect everybody else and, be, and not only keep your social distance, but be seen to keep a social distance. Yeah. Almost exaggerated just to keep yeah. the the camping because uh, you know things will shut down quickly enough if uh, if those if there's a spike I suppose it'll be what what'll drive it if there's a 
uh, a spike in cases. So hopefully, fingers crossed now, look for health reasons for everybody as well, that, that things will just go uh, and it, it, it is purely common sense. Uh, we have something there from Con Quill, from Blarney and from the Caravan Council from yeah, was- the Irish Times. That's right. There was a, a message there on the Irish Times, which is, I think it's, it's interesting as well. So Con uh, Quill, who's the chief executive of the Irish Camping and Caravan Council, said the sector welcomed the guidelines because being able to reopen for July and August is a lifesaver for the industry. He said, overall, people are glad that we have clear guidelines. However, there will be some challenges. But, um, you know, I think once everybody uh, adheres to the rules laid out by each of the campsites, we, we, we should be safe enough, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it, it's just good. So the 29th of June is when we can get back out and get camping. And again, listeners, just abide by the rules and try and tell your children, you know, keep the distance and we can still have a lot of fun. And hopefully the weather will be as good as it was the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I had some holidays actually booked for this week. Um, I was due to be off work tomorrow and Friday, but I've cancelled those now and I've rebooked them for the 2nd and 3rd of July. So we're hoping to get away somewhere on the Wednesday evening after work uh, until the following Sunday and head off somewhere for a good few days just to to catch up on on our own camping. We haven't kind of decided on a location yet, but it'd be nice to get away for, for three to four days. Yeah, I think that weekend, which is the the 2nd, 3rd and 4th of July, we're going to head down to Strand Caravan and Camping Park for the weekend. Oh, up in Doonbeg, yeah, that's fantastic. Doonbeg, sorry, Doonbeg, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so it's a lovely place and uh, looking forward to it. And it'll be my first time, but only second time to use the A-frame and tow the Fiat because we only got out the Paddy's weekend and then the lockdown came in and that was our first time to use the A-frame. So this will be our our, our first jaunt down again. We'll head down towards uh, Doonbeg and I'll give you the report on that. And it's a revisit to that campsite. So I'm looking forward to seeing the changes. And I will say now, Chris, regards Charlie and me, our camping vlog, we are going to be honest reviewing during these COVID. So if, if we get to a site and we as campers, customers feel that they're not adhering to those recommendations, I'm going to have no problems saying that on the videos, saying that, you know, this place could do a tightening up under COVID. You know, if there's no sanitary stations or sanitizer in the toilets or whatever, I just want people to know that we are going to be honest on it. I think that I don't think the council is going to be the problem, to be honest. With you. I think it'll come down to the, the, the campers themselves not following the rules and the instructions. But look, I know that the camp owners will have responsibility to uh, mm-hmm. to enforce kind of some of the restrictions and, and rules they put in place as well. Well, as Dan said in the interview, it's it's hard enough trying to enforce the curfew of quietness without this COVID thing. So he said it is it's not going to be the easiest. I do like the fact that Dan was saying that children under the age of twelve will not be admitted to, uh, allowed into the toilets without adult supervision because those kids and face it, let's let's face it, even some adults tend to use the toilet and leave without washing their hands. So I do think it's a good thing that children under the age of twelve should be accompanied by an adult to the oh. restrooms. Right, let's get to our follow-up and shout-outs before we get on to uh, talking about Decathlon, which opens very soon in Dublin. And Dory was on boards.ie. What have we got to say there? So he sent us a message there. He said, I know it's a long shot, but um, have you anywhere where you have a list of the items you recommended in the Camp Life section of the podcast? I remember you talking about a a great cooker that could make pizzas, etc. But for the life of me, we can't remember the name of it. Lots of YouTubers do a thing where they recommend an item. They have a link. Uh, and if you click the link, the person who recommended it gets a percentage of the sale. He said, would be handy to support the podcast. Um, 
I've seen that on YouTube videos where people who are after building their camper van and will say they bought a new saw. They'll say, by the way, there's a link down there and it's affiliated. If you buy it through Amazon, Amazon they get links, yeah. yeah, yeah. I so, don't think that that's something that we could do or jump into. But we do like to recommend things. And if, if you know when we do come across things, but you you got back onto Dory about this. Yeah, so I got back to Dory and I just said, look, thanks for the message. And the grill that uh, Dory was talking about um, is back in one of the earlier podcasts was the Kadak Safari Chef. There was also a mention of the Kadak Safari Chef too. And it comes with different plates and different grills and for, for different types of cooking. So um, uh, Dory came back to say, yeah, that, that was spot on. I'm going to look into the Amazon uh, affiliate links and maybe setting up our own web page with our show notes and the podcast notes so people can look back and do search through if they're looking to find out what episode was that mentioned they can go on to a a web page um again this there's a good bit of work involved in doing this but it's going to be more of a reference page yes. so people can look and do a search for what was discussed and which god what podcast was that particular item discussed in and they could find it and quickly look at do you feel it links because I don't want to be restricted to one site for products. Yes. Um, it might not work. I like to be able to get products from information. And, you know, even if local Irish or UK campsites want us to, to review a product that they're mm-hmm. selling, I'd like to be able to do that as well. Just, you know, have a go at using something. Maybe it's something, a page that we could open up on campsitereview.com, seeing that we have that website there already and just point them in that direction and put a new page on there. If there was a facility to do that, that would make sense, yeah. We yes, yes, yes. We can add as there, yeah. many pages to that as we want. Just so, yeah, let's look into it. Dory, thanks for the suggestion, and it is something that we look into. Um, like that we we did with the coffee. Uh, we looked into that, and that's been brilliant. In fact, we want to say thanks to Charlene for buying us a coffee. We really do appreciate your support. And uh, if anybody wants to buy us a coffee, details coming up at the end of this podcast. Now, exciting times ahead this coming weekend. I'm sure uh, any of the campers that travel to France um, via Roscoff or, or, or Cherbourg would often have stopped in at the Catalan either on the way down the country or on the way back to the ferry. Uh, us ourselves, it's, we would have called in a, a few times as well. They're massive uh, sports stores and they have a, a fantastic camping section. So uh, the best news that we've heard in terms of the Catalan was, you know, we don't have to travel if you're in the south of Ireland, all the way up to Belfast to, to go and do the shop. Not there's anything wrong with that, but it's always great when it's closer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're opening their store in Ballymun uh, on Saturday. Last week, we actually recorded a, an interview um, with them. and We spoke with Simon Allen. Now, just to, to let you know that the podcast was actually, rec- or the interview was actually recorded before they had announced the date. So, mm-hmm you may hear references to them they're not having an opening time. So just so you know, that's the case. But we started by asking Simon in the Catalan to interview, to introduce himself and tell us about what he does there. Uh, hi, guys. Yeah, I'm Simon. I'm a, a sport leader in uh, Decathlon Ballymona. Um, so what a sport leader entails really is everything and anything that um, requires to run a shop like this. Um, 
we're trying our best to have a real multi-channel mindset. So you might find me in the store helping customers purchase anything from bicycles to camping equipment to rock climbing gear to sailing boats. Or you might also find me on the phone at the moment talking with people at home, trying to connect them with whatever sports goods that they might need and arranging whatever deliveries that are required for that also. And do you have much of a, a background yourself, um, Simon, with uh, the camping and hiking and all that sort of things? Yeah, absolutely. So I think for me, it really started from a pretty early age. I think uh, like a lot of people that have found themselves involved in camping and the outdoors and whatnot, uh, it started with Scouts. Um, I'm sure a lot of people listening might have been involved with that organization once or twice in their lives, but that's where it really kicked off for myself. Then as I kind of grew as a a person and grew up a little bit, I I fell in love with sports such as rock climbing and obviously for access to certain uh, areas like that, uh, having a bit of a camping background is always uh, a bit essential. Do all of the staff in Decathlon have to have some degree in their department or not not degree as in education, but have to have a degree of interest or can could, could literally could I get a job there? Well, uh, yes and no. So I suppose um, whenever I look at everybody who's in the business currently, um, every single person has an interest in sports. Now, it doesn't need to be every single sport across the board. Like I, for one, you know, I'm never going to be a massive football fan. Um, But um, yeah, I suppose everybody in the store from top to bottom and not even just in the actual store itself, if you look at even, you know, our accounts team or various different roller support teams that are within the business you know the boring sides of the business everyone there uh, is you know they're maybe an accountant first but you know also they are a sport leader as well they they pick a sport and they stick with it you kind of do need to have a sport to be a part of decathlon i think that's the kind of person that they really look for whenever you know you're in your interview process um if you're if you're not excited about a sport if you don't have passion for a sport it's probably not going to work out. With the coronavirus then, obviously, that has delayed your uh, planned opening. Uh, has it affected you kind of, you know, with the online deliveries? Has it kind of increased the online deliveries? Yeah, well, look, you know, as with every single business in the country, we have been massively affected. I know with ourselves, it was quite a little bit of unfortunate timing. We were hoping and planning to open the store in and around the time that, you know, quarantine and lockdown all started. Um, Obviously, that's been pushed back now. We're still trying to figure out when we are actually going to be able to open the store and let people come here. Um, So it's had a massive effect in that regard. So much planning and organization gone in. And you're waiting for the government kind of to give some guidelines or do you have kind of data in mind, but you're not releasing it yet? It's there's there's multiple things. It's not just, you know, the government. It's, you know, our own planning and uh, all their things that are stopping ourselves from opening. Never mind, you know, relating to the quarantine or government regulations. Um, There's multiple things. And, you know, even uh, I suppose, you know, Uh, amongst ourselves here in the store we're not quite sure yet because obviously we want to be happy that we're opening the store in a safe way and a good way whenever people do come here that's a safe place to come to and with all the safety in mind and let's just forget about that when everything is given to you all clear are you ready to open tomorrow for example is the store stocked and ready to roll 
that's that's kind of the plan that's what we're really kind of aiming for at the end of every single day you know obviously we're all working away here as hard as possible but at the end of every day you know it's always like all right let's you know pretend that we're going to open the store tomorrow let's have the place in that kind of a, um, a state now whenever because you had mentioned earlier about online sales as well and you know having the stock our online sales has obviously gone up quite a bit similar to a lot of other businesses out there as well too so you know you look at certain departments like our, our fitness department for instance you know we're we've sold so much stuff regarding weightlifting or cardio exercise at home just people trying to replicate their gym life at home for instance so yeah it has affected us it's you know obviously it's been tough but we're getting through it just like uh, a lot of other people and a lot of other businesses are it's great how the country kind of has come together and adapted and uh, yeah. kept going. I know a lot of people have been have been kind of very much affected by it. But look, I think we're all trying to kind of move on and work with it as much as we can. And look, hopefully it will end sometime soon. And just one question sprung my mind there as well: the store layout in the Catalan is generally similar across every country, is it? Uh, yes, it is. But um, when you or any of your listeners would come to the store here, if they've ever been abroad, if they've ever been to, say, a Decathlon in France, um, this store will look very different. It's a completely different layout to um, what you'd be used to seeing in a European Decathlon or a Decathlon anywhere else around the world. We have a, a pathway that you know leads you through the entire store. It's a completely new experience for Decathlon, I suppose, more than anything. Um, like it's not something that's that's ever been done for decathlon at all. So I'm very excited to be a part of it. And is it is it a new layout that they might be rolling out across the group? That I'm not so sure about. I suppose it really, you know, to see how well it does here. Um, with the store here in Ballymun, it's not just the layout of the store inside that's different from other decathlons around the world. If you were to see the exterior of the building now, you'd see uh, playgrounds, outdoor exercise areas, a football pitch, or a small football pitch, uh, basketball nets, even for people like myself, a little um, indoor type uh, climbing wall that's uh, out the side of the building as well. So like those, you know, little different, I say little differences, huge differences um, to a decathlon you might see elsewhere. Are those areas like for demonstrations and or for games or is it generally for people to try out the gear on? It's it's a little bit of both, really. Um, so obviously, you know, there's the use for people trying out the gear in the store. But as well as that, this is really for the local community and people from further afield to come here and actually make use of these facilities to actually practice their sport. Uh, if you were to come here in, you know, however many weeks time when we open and you said, you know, I want to play a little bit of basketball uh, as long as you were you know, booked in advance and you uh, came up on the, the time you'd booked, you'd be able to do that free of charge. And that's what we're really trying to you know, drive is that what we care about is getting people practicing their sport. And that's you know, our main mission, really. Well, I can guarantee you when myself and Chris do call up to the store, if you look out the window and see two middle-aged men standing there looking, that will be us. <laughs> so... To, to move things kind of towards camping then, maybe you yes. might kind of tell us uh, about the camping section of your new store. How big will it be? Well, um, well the camping section has the, the great honor of being uh, really the first section that you, you come into when you see the store. 
Um, so obviously Decathlon recognizes that camping is, you know, one of the most important parts of, you know, the business. But yeah, it's so exciting whenever I look here just to my left-hand side and I see uh, various different models of tents that we have laid out in a, kind of a massive showroom area where you'll be able to actually walk inside and see what these tents are going to be like whenever they're up. It's, as I said, it's the, the first section of the store. Obviously, it's the most important section of the store to me. Yeah, I think that it really shows that, you know, we're putting our best foot forward from when uh, I first started in the store and from when we first started to put it all together. I, I really did, I really have been amazed at just how amazing it actually looks when you see the different tents go up and the various different models come in and all the products, you, you get your hands on them and you see them and, you know, you actually start to get blown away by it. Do you want to maybe tell us about, you know, which of your camping products are your most popular camping products? Which ones kind of sell the most for you guys? Mm-hmm. Well, our most popular camping product really would be the, the two-second tent, um, which, you know, you've probably heard of at this stage. It's been around since, I think, 2005, if I'm not wrong. But um, I have a handy little model here. I know this isn't really much good for the listeners at home, but maybe your your wows and shocks and awes will be uh, enough for them. <laughs> so here I have in front of me a, a tiny little disc, a scale model replica of the, the two-second tent. You let it go, and there well, it is. <laughs> would, you be- would you believe one of the members of the camping crew has one of those already, and he uses yeah. it when he goes camping all the time? And uh, the big question is, though, uh, can he put it back together in two seconds as well as open it in two not seconds? Not on his own. No, <laughs> not by himself. It, no. it is actually quite simple. It's all about, you know, knowing how. It's, it's, it's a little bit of a bend. And there it is back again. Sorry, that was off camera. It's like a magic trick where... <laughs> <laughs> We yeah. are getting better. I've helped him a few times now. We are getting quicker, but definitely not two seconds. Mm. Um, I suppose to you know, just a, a slightly segue off of that, um, and I, I think it's something that you, you might be curious about yourselves. By the way, of new products, we do actually have a new version of this tent, which is going to be coming to the store very soon. Uh, I haven't personally had my hands on it quite yet, but I have it on good authority that it is two-second tent, but easier. So it comes with a, a pull cord type system and it has, you know, all the benefits of the two second tent, except that it's so much easier to use. And to be honest, whenever you actually do figure out the two second tent as it is, it's so easy anyway. Um, so I can't actually believe how they could improve on it, but um, I'm really excited to get my hands on that. I let you into the secret. The first time we put it up, I think was at Fantastival last year. Are those was one of the campsites, and yes. what we did is we ended up looking at a YouTube video to find out how to actually <laughs> put it down. And once we did that, it was actually quite easy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, won't, I don't think I'll ever forget, um, I think if it was the first week that we, we spent in the store, um, after, I believe, the, the final day on the Friday of the week, um, we had our, our lovely kind of team meeting at the end of the day, and... Uh, we were set a challenge. Uh, we weren't allowed to go home until someone could open the two-second tent and then put the two-second te- tent back together again. Um, well, again, if that was us, we would have been camping in store that night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's um, uh, as I said, um, uh, it is actually so amazingly easy to actually open and put back together again. As I said, apparently this uh, new two-second easy tent um, is 
the, the next generation in it. Well, you know, I'm going to issue us a challenge because myself and Chris will be visiting your store. And on behalf yes. of Charlie and me, which is the camp, the, the YouTube end of, yes. of our vlogs, I'm going to set up the cameras. I'm going to open the two second tent. And I, as a 55 year old, pretty fit male, is going to try and close it. And that won't help your sales. <laughs> but we'll do a video and we'll put it up on YouTube trying to open it and close it. We, we, we like camping gadgets and we have a section every week in our podcast with camping tips and camping hacks and products. Do you want to tell us about kind of some of your kind of camping gadgets or some of the, the products you might have that might be useful to a, a camper? Yeah, well, I suppose whenever I, you know, think of like, you know, hacks and tips and stuff like that, I'm always, you know, drawn back to what I personally, you know, would find useful and like, the small little bits and pieces that would really like make my camping experience a lot better for me there's like two things that i can think of one thing as literally as simple as like a little light um you know that comes with a handy little clip out and you can hang it on your tent whatever tent you have these simple little things i find are like some of the most important things to have with you when you are actually out camping especially if you're out in a bit of a wilder setting where you know you don't have access to someone to come and help you in any way shape or form so for me something as simple as that is one of the best things um on like the other side of that as i said you know uh, for me i love going out into like the wilder ends i love you know maybe even being alone out uh whenever you're camping uh i'm also a cyclist as well so one thing that really stuck with me whenever i first saw it was or quick hiker um ultralight tents um and also some of the racks that are available for bikes so you know by combining those two products you've got uh, a weekend away for yourself on your own with your your bike your tent whatever other you know activities you plan on doing be it you know climbing or fishing or anything like that you know it just makes things so much easier like you don't want to be carrying around 10 kilograms worth of tent with you whenever um, it's just yourself out and about you want it to be light and quick and easy and you don't want to have to break your back to just get the tent there in the first place okay so really just uh, I suppose we kind of tend to finish a lot of our interviews asking people about their favorite camping sites or camping locations and uh, and things mm -hmm. like that is there anywhere mm -hmm. you particularly go to time and time again when you go well, camping I think um, it's very apt now that you're asking me at this time of the year, but um, for me, it would really have to be Fairhead in, in Northern Ireland. Um, it's a place that I love to go camping at. It's a place that I've gone multiple years in a row now. It has a couple of reasons for me to want to go there. As I said, as like a rock climber, there's huge cliffs there that are amazing to, to see and amazing to actually attempt to, to climb in some way. But as well as that, there's a beautiful campsite there uh surrounded by fields and cliffs um that's for me one of like the most beautiful places in the country uh aside from that you know you've got places like the burn as well too which are always amazingly beautiful to go and visit um but if i had to if you put my arm behind my back and you know told me to pick which one i think it would have to be fair head for myself i'm guessing then when the store does uh, finally open you'll be putting it out in social media and all of that and we'll certainly share that for you and i might imagine you'll have lots of great deals for us 
Well, yeah, like, I suppose, you know, whenever we do actually open, I feel like, you know, with the current climate that we're in, we might not necessarily want to have the biggest party in the world because, as I said, the, the climate that we're in at the moment, we will obviously be hoping that as many people as possible can get up to the store whenever they can actually come here. As I said, it's all about how we actually open the store and open it in the best way possible at the same time. Thank you very much for your time, uh, Simon. Really appreciate it. No problem at all. You're very welcome. You must be uh, getting excited now, yeah? Oh, oh, unbelievably so, unbelievably so. Every single day is just another day of um, let's get ready to be open tomorrow. As I was saying to us earlier, that's the way we end every day. That's how we kind of start our mantra of the day as if we were to be open right now. We're ready and raring to go. We, we want to be there. As I said, there's, you know, things stopping us at the moment. But um, I'm sure, as I said, in the coming weeks, we'll hopefully be able to iron those out and we'll be able to invite some people up to the store uh, after this amazingly long time. All right. Uh, we, we, look, we look forward to the invite. <laughs> <laughs> Simon, thank you for your time and uh, pass on our best wishes to all of the staff there. And we will definitely make sure we touch base with you when we go up to visit the store. Definitely do. I can't wait to I can't wait to greet you both. So now they do actually have a date and it's Saturday, I think. Is that the thirteenth of this month? It is, yeah. Yeah, looking forward to it. Just don't all rush up at once. There's no need to be there on Saturday. They're going to be open and just take your time. And I like the idea that they have, as Simon was saying, that camping seems to be their their niche. Now I've only been in one decathlon in Spain and I, I commented to Deirdre. I just thought it was a glamorized shoe shop because they sell every type of walking shoe, running shoe, hiking shoe. And then I went around the corner and saw all the kayaks and the camping. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to it this coming Saturday. It should be, look, it's going to be a great storm. We'll definitely get a chance to pop up there at some stage. Yeah, I'll leave it a week or two as well just to... I suppose to, to give people a chance to, to get the stuff. I don't think there's a whole lot that I kind of actually need. So I know I'll end up going in there and buying loads of stuff that I don't need. <laughs> but isn't that what camp shopping is all about? <laughs> and online shopping, I noticed lately, that's what that's all about as well. So look, with all the the, the, the two uh, interviews there with Dan and with, with yeah. Simon, we've got a, quite a long episode this week. So I think we'll finish up with just a, a couple of reminders uh, in the Camp Life section. So... One thing I wanted to say, if you're new to, to camping and you've just started listening to the podcast, we strongly encourage you to go back and listen to a lot of the earlier episodes. Mm -hmm. um, we've got really good information um, and tips to be had for the new campers. I think as we go along, the tips and discussions will probably be um, more advanced kind of uh, stuff, although we will, we will be covering back over do, things anyway. Yeah. Like, you know, but definitely go back and listen to the, really good information from the earlier podcasts we also set up an instagram page uh, i know it's probably unusual for a, an audio podcast to have an instagram page but um we set up an instagram page for the podcast and it's called at the camping crew podcast so if you want to give give us a follow there if you're on that as well um it, it would be great um to, to, to build up a following it adam in fairness now we, we've got some, a great reaction to people seem to be um 
to be jumping on there. And, and when we get out camping this year from, from June 29th, we will be asking, when we meet you guys, please do come over to us, whether Chris is on one side and I'm on another side. We'd love to meet you. And if you don't mind, we'll take a selfie and we'll throw it up onto the Camping Crew podcast Instagram as well with your permission. So we would really, really like to meet you. I was in Kilkenny today interviewing Dan and Chris will tell you, I got all excited. I was driving out of Kilkenny and there was a white Ford car in front of me and it had the Camping Crew podcast sticker on it and I pulled over and I sent Chris a message there's a car in front of me a white one with a camping crew podcast sticker on me because it's it's a joy to see but then he burst my bubble what did you do <laughs> uh, it turned out the car you were ch- uh, following down the road was actually my brother <laughs> he sent me a photograph saying this car and I went yeah that's the one yeah that's my brother <laughs> but but then you know and I, I I had started so I didn't text you back but I meant to say well if I've seen it how many other people have seen it? And that's the beauty of our stickers. So if you want our stickers, the Camping Crew Podcast stickers and the Charlie and Me stickers, details are coming up in a couple of minutes, in a couple of seconds on how you can get hold of them. Yeah, there's actually quite a few stickers that we've sent out to people who camp in tents and they wanted the stickers to put on their car. So um, if you want them, as Aaron said, listen in and um, send us on your details. All that's to be said is stay safe, everybody. It's the time is almost nigh and we're looking forward to meeting you guys on campsites. Stay safe from me, Aaron Bircher. We'll talk to you very soon. And for me, Chris Gwern, uh, goodbye. And don't forget to tell your camping friends all about us. And that's it for another podcast. Thank you for listening. And do join us again very soon. If you would like to support our podcast even more than you already do, we have set up a coffee page. This is completely optional and only buys a coffee if and when you can afford to. Log on to coffee.com forward slash the camping crew. That's ko hyphen fi.com forward slash the camping crew. To contact the camping crew, email campingcrewpodcast at gmail.com or tweet us at the camping crew. On YouTube, it's youtube.com forward slash charlie and me our camping vlog and check out our sister website campsitereview.com